Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, <laughs> I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallop podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallop, right here, man. Have I coughed yet? No. Nope. <laughs> time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I always, I always seem to do a signature cough before I start recording. <laughs> well, is, you know. Is it like the Tom Jones cough thing? You know, they always say just that. Ooh. <laughs> 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 I, well, yeah, yeah. That's what all of us professionals do. <laughs> Absolutely. Clearly I'm not professional enough. I'll... Maybe COVID was trying to make me professional and yeah. it just failed miserably. Yeah, I know. It tried though, didn't it? It did. It tried. It tried. <laughs> well, should we get on with the show? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, all right then. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome to this week's talking. Sorry, bear with me a moment. I had to swallow. Welcome to this week's talking. <laughs> <laughs> James, you can't laugh halfway through. <laughs> so professional. Please keep this in. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this week's Talking Cods Wallop. Yay, I did it. I am Gemma. <laughs> I'm James. <laughs> it's not like I do it every week, is it, James? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I value my life enough to say nothing, but no, no, not at all. <laughs> well, everybody's heard what your thoughts are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Terrible man, you terrible man. <laughs> I'm well, not disagreeing. Well, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> all men suck no they don't <laughs> no <laughs> you don't no i tried to be reasonably uh a reasonable mensch so a reasonable mensch yeah mensch it's german for sort of like a human oh a human okay being, a person, I, thought you, a <laughs> I thought you meant like mensch as an in instead of minge <laughs> mm. You went there, such <laughs> filth. So you have to put up with salty tadpoles, constant unfiltered filth. And if Joanne was here, I'd have it in stereo. I know. <laughs> but then by the end of the episode, you'd be filth as well. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, James, <laughs> how's your week been? <laughs> um, not too bad so far. The only thing that's really... Uh, annoyed me is like it's just that the weather has made no sense which i know is a very british thing to discuss but it's like it's either yeah. rained heavily or it's gone like all right this evening um but no it's not been too bad um we are getting into it's just getting cold and horrible but i'm not doing yeah. too bad i managed to get things done and most importantly i managed to get diesel Way. which is so important i actually text Gemma. <laughs> say look i got fuel <laughs> and she's thinking it's too early in the morning i should be asleep <laughs> she's not wrong because my problem now is that when i get up early in the morning to do stuff i don't function as well so i'll like drop things and be a mess i think it's a a problem from the covid thing but i had to get out and get fuel but when i went to get the fuel the interesting thing is you get there around five to eight in the morning and yep. there were already people at the pump so all the pumps were full people sat there waiting god knows what time they got there and c- cars were already queuing <laughs> so i had to get into a queue it took about 20 25 minutes to get fuel there were no problems people were behaved apart from well i'm going to put it into my cods wallop actually okay i'm going to put it into my cods wallop all right so that's something to look forward to yay <laughs> 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 but i think it needs to be uh, car corner cod swallow this week all yes. the seas because um, ah. I 
I equally have got a couple of uh, car corner codswallops. So that's really easy to say. That really is. <laughs> and I was just looking back through our um, interaction. And to be fair, it was only it was about half past 10. So or half past 10 by the time I replied. Um, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> yeah, I've been pottering around for about two hours by then. <laughs> yes, exactly. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But we, yeah, I was trying to find something else as well, because I know that we had a quite a funny interaction that was off, you know, like that was just through normal messages. It's the death of Facebook. To, to date this one, guys, it's the fourth and Facebook's dead, Instagram's dead. So you're going to have to do what we're doing and have actual human contact communication with someone. I know. It's scary. Absolutely, it's absolutely Ugh. shocking, isn't it? And ironically, <laughs> it might have been me that broke uh, Facebook, so I do apologise if it was, but it happened to be that I replied to a couple of people and then it died. So... <laughs> <laughs> spooky i never knew i had the power but um yeah quickly going back to you know how you say that you always get abuse whether it's on mic or off mic it's yeah, uh it's true we were just um what was it we were just uh looking i was just looking back through a conversation that we had where you you said about the fact that your knee was hurting it keeps locking up <laughs> <laughs> and I put, oh no, you're not broken again, are you? Laugh out loud. <laughs> what do you mean again? This is a rolling yeah. program. <laughs> it is a rolling program. If you do, if the salty tab pulls and anyone else who who dips in and out, if you don't know by now, it is indeed a rolling program. In yes. fact, the more I look at it, uh, if I'm working, it's you know most people panic when they're healthy uh, when they're unwell. I panic when I'm healthy because I wonder what's coming down the pipe, basically. <laughs> I can understand that as well as a sickly person I can as well. It's, but if you think about it, there's me, you and Joanne yeah. with probably the most unhealthy podcast you no. could have because there's always something wrong with us. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but no, it was it was more the fact with regards to this um, interaction. It, it was the comment of... I am. So basically, I'd ask the question of how how are we going to be when we're old, sort of thing. And you put, I cannot see it. I'm too bitter and rage filled to not have <laughs> not have a heart attack. <laughs> but is it bad that I just laughed? <laughs> nope. Well, good. I just laughed. <laughs> I think it's more the fact you agreed with me is the telling thing. But yeah, I think I'm too bitter, hateful, and uh, rage filled to actually survive without having a massive heart attack at some point. <laughs> Well, I reckon I, it'll either be a heart attack or a stroke. <laughs> well, again, it's really inappropriate that I laugh, but I know that you're kind of joking, so it's all good. And, but also kind of serious as well, which should, also should, makes it funny. <laughs> should we do a should we do a salty tapple sweepstakes? What to see which of us dies first? <laughs> which do you think? Yeah, yeah. What do they think we're gonna die of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do our own Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, that'd be it. Just three people. Who are you doing it up on? Each other. <laughs> I got Debs on James. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. We are so bloody morbid. So just yeah, I just really wanted to read that out so that people know that this is off mic as well as on mic. If this is normal. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is this is as good as we don't lie to you people. We really are this sick and twisted. Yes, yes, we are. We pride ourselves on it. So thank you ever so much. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, if you can't laugh about death, what can you laugh about, eh? If you can't laugh at death, what can you laugh at? Not very much, to be honest. Yeah, it's true. No, you've got to take, with, with a lot of things, and certainly for me, having worked in housing, um, and if we are lucky enough to manage to get possible guests on, they will agree with me, I think, on this, that when you've worked in housing uh, and certain other frontline jobs, um, you do get a very dark, morbid sense of humour Yeah, <laughs> to I get through it. <laughs> I think also with customer service as well, you do. Yes. As well. Yeah. No, very true. So yeah. the question is, which job will mean that you have a nice, kind, normal, un-effed up sense of humour? Hmm. Because there must be one, because if these sort of jobs lend 
you towards getting a very dark sense of humour, the good question would be, what is going to give you a nice, normal sense of humour? I'm throwing out there, Salty Tadpoles, if you can think of anything where you think you would... Because certainly the the reason you get a dark sense of humour on a lot of things, say where you're dealing with the human element of things that we I would have seen in housing and some of the more horrendous, difficult people you deal with in a customer service style job, it would be interesting because you do that to kind of get through and survive. So the interesting thing would be, what do you do where you develop a very nice, peachy, kind sense of humour? Hmm. It's a very good question, isn't it? I, I would have to sit and ponder on that, I think. Mm. Yeah, because I can't think of it. Maybe sheep shearing? <laughs> I mean, it could be something where you work with animals because you, if you like the animals, I guess, and you're in an outdoor job, that might lend towards nicer things. But I would be interested to see what the salty tadpoles think that sort of job would be. But we're digressing slightly. So I want to know the most important thing, Gemma, which is how has your week been? Well, it's been up, it's been down, it's been spun all around. <laughs> it's done the hokey-cokey and it's turned around and that's what it's all about. Hey! I was going to say, you, are you working for Dead or Alive? <laughs> no, you spin me right round. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, ironically, I will be working for Dead next week. But yeah, um, <laughs> there's a godswallop. You know, what, you're not going to raise Pete Burns, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> there's just a godswallop that I can't really talk about, but I'll talk <laughs> okay. about it in brief. Yes. <laughs> but uh, you know about it anyway. Anyway, but um, yeah, the week's been not too bad. Um, sort of dipping my toe back into the dating scene again, but finding finding dead fish rather than you know good ones. <laughs> so, you know. so you're not finding living carp; you're finding some sort of dead, strange. Yeah, uh, I can't think of a bottom dwelling fish really that we could go with. But yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, there was this one guy. And I'm going to tell this because, like, I know he wouldn't listen because I haven't given him the details or whatever. But um, he he messaged me, and uh, so I messaged him back and whatnot, you know. And he he literally. I mean, this has only happened over like the base of one day because I just couldn't be asked in the end. But he um, he said to me. Uh, well, first of all, you never actually asked me anything about myself, which I'm just like, whatever. The first, the basically the first conversation that he um, brought up was the fact that his mate had uh, screwed him over and he was, the mate was supposed to be taking out him, him out for drinks, but then it turned out that he had to pay for the drinks that he'd had. And uh, it meant that he couldn't buy his little boy a birthday present. And <laughs> so the conversation ended with the fact that I turned around to him and I went, well, maybe this could be a lesson for you that maybe you buy your kid's present first. <laughs> like that. Oh, he didn't like that. <laughs> and he goes to me, he goes, oh, you're not my type. You're too old. Yeah. Because um, I'm like two years older than him because that's so old. Um you know, you're not my type and you're not even that good looking. And I was like, I was like, but the thing is, is that you don't even know me because you literally asked me nothing about myself. So how can, you know, I didn't know anything about him apart from that he was a whiny little bitch. So, you know, (laughs) I really, as soon as he started doing that, I really didn't need him in my life. I was like, ugh, first interaction and you're just going to moan about something. Sounds like a bit of a, a uh, fun. Uh, well, yeah, a bit of a fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a fun, basically. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'm single, but I, I don't think I'd be pursuing his style of dating. No. What a weirdo. Yeah. Definitely. Um, oh, and icing on the cake as well. He was unemployed, so. And he was like, oh, yeah, because and the other thing was is that somebody um, uh, somebody did me did me the dirty in my previous job, so I left. It's like, I'll say you're one of those people that everybody else is wrong. Right, okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> possible that this guy is George Costanza from Seinfeld, where he's just trying to do the absolute opposite and tell the absolute truth to see if it'll work in his favour. But it doesn't seem to be doing that at all, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But I also don't get the reference. So, 
because I've never seen Sandman. I'd have to I'd have to explain it another time. It, it's a bit too complex. But there's a guy in it just very quickly called George Costanza. His life never goes well at all, okay. and he decides that he's going to do the exact opposite that he normally would do. So he actually starts being incredibly honest with people and just saying stuff to them to see if it'll work in his favour. And it kind of does for a while. And it's uh, almost become a, th- a mantra for people now where they will do the exact opposite on the idea that it will improve their life and things might go well. But unfortunately, I don't see this guy as George, because well, I do see him as George Costanza in the very negative senses. Yeah. Uh, but I think this guy's just a bit of a weirdo. And yep. I mean, if you want that kind of mad shit in your life, you know, go ahead, grab it with both hands. <laughs> if you want something that's going to be less difficult and probably normal, I'd treat that like one would treat the Chernobyl elephant foot and stay the heck away from it. (laughs) I think I will agree with you. And there were some good words of wisdom that you said as well, which I'd also thought, which was, um, isn't it better to be happy single than in a horrible relationship that you feel really sad in? And it's like, yeah, it's true. I also think it's pretty better to be miserable and alone than miserable and stuck in a relationship that you... That, <laughs> no, but being serious, think about the logic of it. Yeah. If you're on your own, you don't have... Even if you have times where you're thinking, and I guess we all do, I can admit it, I can be a man and admit this, you have times where you would like to be in a relationship with somebody, but it's ten times worse if you're stuck, say, in a situation where you're in a relationship with somebody and it's not beneficial to you or it's not beneficial to the person you're with uh, and you can't get out of it and it's horrible and can you imagine how bad it must be your relationship where you kind of both hate each other but you can't get out of it because you've got kids or you've got say a house that you've got to have that it's the those are the things you've got to weigh up and the other scary thing about relationships in general is you've got to i mean you have to go into them with an element of trust obviously Mm -hmm. but you hear so many stories, or I certainly have heard stories, of people who've got in relationships and they have been so screwed over by the people. Yeah. Really screwed over. It's not, you know, it can be financial, it can be emotionally, or it can be both. So, yeah. But anyway, Salty Tadpoles, do you like the really negative or slightly <laughs> positive stance Gemma and I have taken? <laughs> or do you, think, do you think we should open our hearts and be welcoming of love? <laughs> <laughs> well, my mum said to me, well, James seems like a nice man. Why do you just marry him? And I was like, because he lives in North Yorkshire, mum. <laughs> yeah, I, I live many, many miles away. And frankly, uh, if I'm honest, I think Gemma would murder me after about a week. Because she'd just find me intensely annoying. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but then you'd equally probably find me annoying as well. So, you know. It, so it basically just turned into like a murder-suicide. <laughs> okay well everybody by the way it's the month of october so this can be our halloween episode because we're not doing one this year because of my work commitments and stuff like that Mm -hmm. going a bit crazy but um yes so happy halloween everybody (laughs) (laughs) the ultimate yeah Uh, i think we would just i think yeah you probably end up bludgeoning me to death Uh, (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but then there would be things that I'd do that would be irritating as well, because that's that's always the way, isn't it? That's like, human nature. Yeah. Uh, you'll always... But it, but it's, it's a very honest... I mean, I was trying to be very serious on it at a point, that mm. it is... If you were actually in a relationship with anyone and it really goes horribly south, you are better just not being with somebody, because I have seen that happen far too many times where people have been in relationships. And... It's when the relationship ends and the horror stories I've heard, dear God. But when again, I'm not saying never look for anyone, never do that. Just be aware that it is sometimes better to have loved and lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and been and getting the, I'll swear, getting the, actually no, I'll, I'll go with Joanne still, getting the feck away from it. Yes, yeah, I agree, definitely. Anyway, so so that was, <laughs> that was my week. <laughs> Uh, oh, I went to Paul as well, which is like a couple of towns over. They've got an indoor shopping area. And I um, went into, uh, basically, I went on Saturday and Saturday was horrendous weather. It literally it, rained yes. all day. And it was like typhoon kind of rain. You know, it was like literally all day. It was horrible. Um, 
yeah, the purpose of why I went there is because I decided that I was going to treat myself to a bit of lush stuff, you know, like the shower stuff and whatnot. And that's the closest one. So I went there. Um, but I, I, well, I do now, but until Saturday, I didn't own an umbrella. So I was like, right, I'll pop into Primark because nice cheap <laughs> umbrella, you know, I end up losing it at some point. <laughs> anyway, so I said, no, no, I don't need the receipt. No, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> apparently when I'm in a shop, I talk like that. <laughs> so I went to use it, walked down to Lush because Lush is like, the shopping centre that's all indoors is one end of town and then Lush is literally the other end of town. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's quite a long street, to be honest. And, um, yeah, so so I decided to go out and use it and I clicked the brolly up to as if it was actually going to click up, mm -hmm. it, but it wouldn't actually hook over the little, you know, how you got in, in, in you know, you've got the plastic bit and then you've got the little metal bit that sort of sticks out that yeah, keeps yeah. it up yeah so yep. it wouldn't so i had to walk down the street with this umbrella that was just flopping and flipping around on my head <laughs> oh dear it wasn't like a button or anything was that you're supposed to press no no it was uh it was faulty so in the end i did ah. i popped back to to primark because i was like well okay yeah five pound isn't a lot but i don't want to spend five pound on something that's going to be broken straight away so i um i got it exchanged so that was good. good. But uh, yeah, and the girl behind the counter goes, oh no, this is bad luck opening it up indoors. <laughs> I went, yeah, oh, no, I'm really sorry. But then when I when I exchanged it for the other one, mm -hmm. I said, you know, seems like you got bad luck already. Would you mind opening this one and checking if it's all right? And she said, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I would have said to her, you are aware it's bad luck to go out when it's raining to find out the umbrella doesn't work. So really, you know. <laughs> Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Or was it nothing lost, nothing gained? Whatever the hell the term is, I can't remember. No, you were right the first time. Ventured, gained. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so that was uh, that was fun. But I did get my Lush stuff. So that was good. Can have a nice, lovely bath or shower or whatever now. I really sounded Dorset then. <laughs> you, you did. You went yeah. very Dorset on the bath, the bath word, yeah. Yeah, lovely bath or <laughs> lovely shower. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's my week. So I think we should move on to our codswallops, James. What do you reckon? Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. Good. You go first so I can get a drink. So... Yeah, as I mentioned, I'd gone down to get fuel, and this is the thing where it's the, it's not only a codswallop, but it will use uh, my special funt word. So I drove out, got out my little <laughs> private road, and I was like, this car, watch it come down. And for some reason, I looked at this car and just thought, you're going to be going to get fuel, and you're going to be a problem. So... I was behind them. I followed them down. We got to the uh, petrol station, and you could, and somebody else in the inter, in the, the intervening moments had pulled in and gone to the petrol station. We got there, and you could you could see people must have been there from like half seven or something, parked up at the actual pumps, waiting until it was all unlocked mm -hmm. and turned on for them to use. But as we're getting in there. You have to, they, they closed off parts of Morrison's car park so you could get to it. And clearly what happened is most people, i.e. me and this other guy in a golf, were nice enough to, to properly follow the route. But the complete fun that I'd seen coming down, who I suspect had come from outside of town, judging by the way he'd come down, in his 70 plate unmarked Seat, uh, <laughs> you know, sort of like basically cut in by cutting through like a part of the car park to get in front of people. What an absolute font uh, yeah. and tool. And to be fair, once I saw, you know, the pristine car, et cetera, et cetera, and the worst offenders on this day for things seem to be, yes, you guessed it, old people. Old farts. <laughs> no, it's, it was the most bizarre thing. I mean, there was one guy I felt very sorry for, this old bloke who was struggling to get out of his murk, and he was struggling to fuel up. And he, he, I felt sorry for, and other people. And I, I, I worked out why there were problems because they changed the pumps, and you have to press like some digital thing on it to tell it to for paying in the kiosk. Because even I was fighting with that, um, trying to get it to, to respond to stuff. Oh look, someone's ringing me. Is it your dad? Yeah. It is my dad. He, oh, I think he, I honestly think he times this. Can I just mute and I'll quickly speak to him? Go on. Go <laughs> on. 
The, the one time when I've not turned the... Because of late, I keep turning the ringer off. Okay. On the phone in my study. And the one time I don't, it rings. Um, so, yeah... And they're trying to work this um, this thing, and I could see that I can see why it's a problem for people because it's like did it did some digital setup. It's got to re- respond to you, you you you, uh, you know, pressing your finger on it. And I had to jab at it a few times, but it's also the fact the poor buggers who were working in the petrol station are having to turn these things on each time. Right, and it, so it must just be chaos for them. Is it? Is it not just um, like for the petrol pump? Just says um, you know, pay at the kiosk or pay pay at the pump. Yeah, it, but it's the pay at the kiosk thing. It's some sort of. It's like a digital screen, so it has to react. You know, it has to sense that you you you're prodding at it, and it it seems to take a long time to actually pick up on a finger. Uh, oh. You know, your finger or your thumb or whatever doing kick it, up and the I just. <laughs> Yeah, and I also suspect that the poor people in the petrol station are probably up to 90 with all these bloody people thinking I'm going to make them wait a bit. But yeah, so yeah, Mr. Uh, Unmarked Sayat, you're a funt, a massive, massive funt. <laughs> yes, you are. I mean, we don't know who you are, but yes, no. you are. So, But think on what you've done, because everybody else behaved themselves. But on a positive, nobody was like pulling knives and trying to kill each other and fighting. So it's all good. And I, the most important thing is I got my fuel. So, hey, it's all good. Exactly. And slowly but surely, um, I mean, it doesn't matter to me, but we are getting more diesel down here now. Um, good, good. Which, to be honest, I don't care about because I'm petrol. But, you know. It's a very <laughs> selfish but, attitude, but, you know. <laughs> let's put it this way if there was more diesel and no petrol you would be gloating anyway wouldn't you so no 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 i of course i wouldn't glow i would just you know bask in the thing of knowing i'm right yeah uh, it still means of course on this whole situation uh regardless what you think if you're a cyclist or you own an electric car you're wrong and you know it but yeah. moving on <laughs> well my cards follow up this week is well it's more of a how did that happen kind of thing really so i was driving down a 50 mile an hour road and i was driving behind this car that was driving quite slowly it's probably doing about 30 and i was like oh well i could see the people behind me were getting irate but i was thinking well there's nothing nothing you can do you know it was kind of there was traffic on the other side of the road so i couldn't overtake but also you know there's no rules on the road that you have to do 50 you know but you should really try and be sensible so that it's not dangerous or whatever but um yes yeah, so i saw that there's i've got two different routes for going home so i saw that this guy was turning um right I had to just do an L with my hand to see which one was right. <laughs> so he was turning right. So I decided, right, okay, well, I'm going to go left to go home. <laughs> Got to the roundabout. And can you believe it, James? Another car went around the roundabout just in front of me and then did 30 mile an hour on the other 50 mile an hour road. Shocking. Can Shocking. you believe it, though? I can. Uh, these people should be basically just probably shouldn't be on the road at all because it is a real bone of contention with me, people who drive way below the speed limit. No, I'm going to ask yeah. a question. Were, were they old? Um, I Yeah, I didn't really pay attention to that part, to be honest, so I don't know. Did you did you follow the, the Audi rules of driving, which I'll just educate you in, which is try and... In uh, whether you will see this as a positive or negative, you try to uh, persuade them that maybe it would be better to go a little faster than the speed they're doing. How you choose to do, how you visualize salty tap bowls. Me as an Audi driver trying to persuade these people to drive faster is entirely up to you, but I do it with grace and style, of <laughs> course. Um, but yes, it is very annoying when you get people going way beyond the speed, uh, but below the speed limit and beyond the speed limit, in fact, but certainly yeah. below the speed limit. I do recognise you will end up with some car drivers who are frankly terrified, uh, which begs the question, why are you driving? If you're that terrified, like yeah. people won't go motorways <laughs> or turn right or go on roundabouts, yeah. why are you driving? <laughs> 
Well, and the other thing is as well, okay, if you're not a local person, because not necessarily, because, you know, seaside town, you got, well, not now because it's winter near enough, but you get a lot of people come down on holidays and stuff like that. So, you know, you're used to that and people get lost and whatnot. But at the same time, if it's a 50 mile an hour road and it's just a straight road until you get to the roundabout, surely you can just do, like, okay, don't do 50 if you don't feel comfortable, but do 40 you know, or 45 kind of thing, you know, it's, it's the I'll whole, ta- I'll turn to you, I have a better idea, do 50, do the speed limit, <laughs> Yeah. don't go gross, I mean, it drives me mad when I've been stuck behind people doing 30 miles an hour in a 60 zone, <laughs> uh, or, or, or the ones that I can never understand is the people who, who break at every turn. Oh, I know. It's so dangerous. I know. It's so annoying as well. And because we've got a lot of um, country roads here, which I assume you've got there as well. But um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so obviously they're not um, lit up by traffic lights and things like that. So, uh, not traffic lights, sorry. Um, street lights. Street lights. Yeah. I couldn't think what the word was. And, we'll get um, there, Gemma. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's another week of me being tired again. <laughs> but um, yeah. So obviously it's pretty much full beam if you're not driving up to a car or behind a car, you know, kind of thing. So if you're the leader of the cars, you can put your full beam on as, lo- as long as nothing's coming is the typical road, rule of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. I, I hope people like my uh, husky voice because it seems to come out quite often just lately. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do notice you like if you're doing like um say it's a 50 again 50 mile an hour road there's uh there's a lot of people that you know sort of slam on the brakes kind of thing as they're going around the corners and it's like oh my god you don't need to do that no i mean the thing with driving they always say this is that you have to be you not only have to look after yourself but you have to be aware of all the other mad buggers who are on the road with you it yeah. could be a problem so yeah just got to be careful, I guess. But yeah, it does. It's, it doesn't make any sense that driving completely below the speed limit. It, I've never understood it. Um, I mean, I get it if you say really didn't know the area, but when people are driving disturbingly below it, it it's more of an accident for people. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, idiots. Idiots on the road. There you go. Um, but also... There was, uh, you're talking about Audi, Audi drivers. Yes. Obviously. The chosen ones. <laughs> we are the chosen ones. Yes, go on. I'm basking. Yeah, well, this one wasn't. He was chosen, but not chosen in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. This isn't going to end well. I know it won't. I've seen some truly awful driving from Audi drivers. <laughs> well, this isn't, this isn't actually to do with um, driving, this one. This is to do with parking. Uh-huh. So ah, okay. Yeah, so we all know from y- you saying in the past how, you know, how you like to look after your car, you know, your beautiful Audi car. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so there we've had well, I mean it's finished now, but last few months or uh, a few weeks, sorry, we had a lot of work done on our road as James mm-hmm. knows. I may have referenced it on the podcast. I can't remember, but you, have, um, you did mention it. Yeah. 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 So Wessex water came and they were sort of digging up the road and digging up all different things, you know, doing whatever they were doing. Hopefully something water related. <laughs> and <laughs> Not just a laugh. <laughs> no. So at the top of our road, the, it's not a digger, but that kind of thing. Their digger thingy that they had, they'd parked it right at the top of the road and they'd um, cornered it off, you know, like so that it, so nobody could sort of accidentally go into the side of it or whatever. You know, they used, um, you know, these big boards to kind of, you know, make it obvious that it was there. I mean, if you needed those big boards to tell you though, (laughs) then you're blind, you know what I mean? (laughs) So our road is extremely narrow, like, you can fit two cars down the road, you know, like if there's um, two parked cars and then one in the middle sort of thing, but it's mm-hmm. really, really tight. So you've got to be really, really careful. And so when you're parking down my road, you need to be right on top of the curb, do you know, to not, you know, still on the road, but right next to the curb to make sure that you don't, you know, 
get your car knocked off or whatever. So anyway, so this Audi driver decides that it's a good idea to park literally at the top of the road, opposite where they've put their little digger thing. So when people are coming round the corner and they're not paying attention, they can, yeah, they're going straight. Mm. <laughs> it could do. Luckily, Ooh. nobody did, but uh, people yeah. could go straight into this Audi car, uh, an Audi TT. So I don't know if that's any different, you know, to uh, you know what your car is. It's but, a hell of a lot smaller than my car. So well, there you go. But um, yeah, they also didn't park up against the curb either, so they were stuck out. So it was like trying to get my car, which is only tiny anyway. It's a Peugeot one hundred eight, so it's not huge at all. And through this gap, I'm like, I'm literally sort of going, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do it. <laughs> going to be honest, I, I don't even like the idea of thinking how this person's parked. I would have just been like, sod this. Yeah. There's no way I'm risking my car being hit by somebody else. And to be fair, the size of my car, I mean, it's not ginormous, but it's big enough. Yeah. It, yeah, it would not be wise to park in these sort of situations. I would find somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it doesn't matter what type of car you've got. I think most car owners would do that, mm-hmm. you know. So there's not there's not even a rust bucket. If it's your first car, you know, a rust bucket is still going to be looked after by that person whose first car it is. You, you would know. hope so. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's kind of, uh, you know, the, the car codswallop corner. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, if Andy's listening to this, he'll be salivating because yeah. he, he misses car corner. I know, I know. So that's why I might call the episode "Car Codswallop Corner." Mm. <laughs> also, because I'm enjoying saying "Car Codswallop Corner." <laughs> you did well, Gemma. I mean, you knew that the Gemma done effed up, but you you pulled it back from the fire. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> and you talked over it for a little bit as well, so that also helped. <laughs> Perfect. You see. <laughs> Should we try saying that three times fast? Car Codswallop Corner. Yeah. Car Codswallop Corner, Car to Codswallop. Oh, even I lost it there. Car to. I know, I can't say something. Card. <laughs> Go on. Car Codswallop Corner, Car Codswallop Corner, Car Codswallop Corner. Way. <laughs> the Salty oh. Tadpoles probably think you and I have been like experiments with drugs before we recorded this episode because <laughs> it's just going absolutely all over the show. <laughs> this is what this is what happens when I'm well, I'm tired, so I can't hold the show together, and James is tired too, and he's just going uh, well, off. On one. <laughs> I'm just constantly tired, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't I can't keep the show going. You know, I can't no, keep I, it I in one place. Mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Uh, yeah. uh, you know what my my plan in this this uh, sort of situation is? I blame Joanne because she's not here. So yeah. Joanne, <laughs> it's your fault. Andy, it's your fault. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah, she, both of them shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think as we are both tired, did you want to move on to some stories of the week? And I certainly we do. might have a shorter episode this week, but you know, it also might not be. You never know with the story of the week. It might nope. keep us talking for 20 minutes. So. It, it might. It might. Um, <laughs> the story of the week I've got is one that I have actually seen in okay. the real world. Ooh. Um, when I, when, not this, not this exact one, but I have seen this situation happen in real life. So, a Middlesbrough, now this is an interesting one that this has had to become a plea, but a, Mis- a Middlesbrough primary schools issued a polite plea for parents to stop wearing pajamas and dressing gowns when dropping their children at the gate. <sighs> oh, oh, I hate this. I, honest to God, I hate, so I've seen, when I used to do, do the house, when I worked in housing, I saw people dropping off and collecting the kids doing this on what uh for a school uh near one of the states i managed and it's i i totally get it why the air uh airsome primary school in gresham in middlesbrough have asked people not to do this because there's even pictures of people wearing the dressing gowns uh and the slippers going to (laughs) i mean for god's sake people you know have some pride yeah. It, I was gonna say they sound really cozy to me though. It's like, oh, couldn't be asked to get out of bed, but I made sure my kids got out of bed and got them here on time, you know, give us a break. 
<laughs> it's terrible. I mean, this is the, I know people say I'm being snobby, but, you know, tough shit at this point, basically. This is my point. It doesn't look good. It doesn't present a good example. It's slobbish. And they had problems at one stage with people going to Tesco's somewhere. I think it was in Wales or somewhere doing this, and they actually banned them from going into the store. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, in my hometown even as well, you see people going to like Asda or whatever. Majority of the time, actually, it's Asda because it's sort of the lower end of the shopping kind of, spr- you know, clientele, isn't it, really? But um, not that I'm a snob because I would happily wear my pyjamas if I could get away with it. <laughs> but- I'm afraid all I'm going to say is no, 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 no. And have a word with yourself. <laughs> I, I, hold on. <laughs> I haven't going actually... Going shopping. I haven't actually worn my pyjamas going shopping. No, no, not you. I mean the people who are doing it. No, uh, no, no. Have a word with yourself. Sort your <laughs> shit out. If you're that desperate to go shopping or drop your kids off or collect your kids, put some clothes on. You know, do what <laughs> civilised normal people do. That, <laughs> if I could mic drop, I'd mic drop at this point, but I but, don't have a mic to mic drop, and I'm sure as hell I'm throwing the shore on the floor. So no, <laughs> no, that's a bit too expensive. That equipment to throw on the floor, just a little bit. <coughs> it's a shame you haven't got your headset still, isn't it? You could have thrown that on the floor and stepped well, on have, it. <laughs> I have somewhere, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> Go find it, stamp on it, and come back, <laughs> jump up and down on it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so people in Middles- middlesbrough and anywhere else in the world just you're not anywhere yeah. it's just not it's it's wrong pajamas house bed not outside yeah. shops school yeah get a fucking grip <laughs> and it's all well and good if you feel like having a lazy day and you just want to have a pajama day that's absolutely fine just stay at home I even questioned that, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, but you did say you did say pajamas. That's home, true. Bed, House, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only taken now, however long it's taken for me to get angry enough to swear <laughs> about this. <laughs> well, I mean, is your story finished? Because I've got a good one that follows on from this. It is finished because I think I've changed my blood pressure from low to high. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in that case, there is a parrot that can do the job for us. (laughs) (laughs) So we have got a parrot that can't uh, can't stop telling his owner to fuck off in a northern accent. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, darling, I'm going to cough. <coughs> oh, dear. Um, and, for, and also, his name is Scooby. Ah, <laughs> Scooby, the lippy grey African, uh, sorry, African grey, loves nothing better than to tell his owner, Lorraine Gregory, to fuck off. <laughs> Does that sound like a parrot then? <laughs> uh, kind of. <laughs> Off. Well, you do it. Go on. I don't really know what a parrot would sound like, but well, run say, with, I'm running with what you've said. So just say fuck off. The, fuck off, then. <laughs> if the parrot sounds like me, it's a lucky parrot, and frankly, they should be happy with the dulcet tones. But I doubt because parrots are more like, aren't they? So the the yeah. horrible and squawky things. But so the parrot. I'm intrigued. Why? I want to hear more, Gemma. Why is this parrot swearing in a northern <laughs> accent? Well, there you go. See, because that's why I was telling you to say fuck off because you're yes. northern. Yes, understood. Yes. So it, why were you not fulfilling my wishes? <laughs> this is why you'd bludgeon me to death in under a week. Yes. Now fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so blah 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 blah. Um, so sweary uh, parrot yeah yeah okay so he even does it when she gets home from her grueling shifts at the james cook hospital in middlesbrough so is that the same what is it with yeah what is it with middlesbrough (laughs) 
You can't frigging... You, the people there don't dress to pick the kids up and drop them off, and they have swearing parrots. <laughs> I'm starting to think that there's something wrong with this area. Was it, is it like a nuclear test facility or something? <laughs> it might be. It might be. <laughs> but Lorraine, 58, has decided to put Scooby's antics to much greater use, cheering up all of the front... NHS of uh, frontline NHS workers during the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they really love being sworn at <laughs> by a parrot. Yeah. <laughs> so she says he's like a human, but as soon as I put my coat on to go out, he says bye, Lorraine. He comes. Uh, he came to us six months ago as his previous owner died. <laughs> from being told to fuck off probably <laughs> <laughs> that is the possibility yeah <laughs> so at first he would only say hello and cough as though he had a bad chest infection oh so i'm wondering Did if that's you... what he picked up from his previous owner. Only, yeah oh yeah. that's a bit sad that is sad yeah um he spends a lot of time with my mum because i work long hours and now i come home to Scooby swearing and chatting away to her. For some reason, he just knows how to respond to you. He's obviously just picked it up, she said to her mum, I'm assuming. Um, he is, f- is foul-mouthed, but he's also really intelligent. He's an amazing boy, and we love him very much, despite the fact that he tells us to fuck off so often. <laughs> Lorraine has filmed Scooby hilarious sh- uh, hilariously shouting, What do you think, James? Uh, I'm just going to... Obviously, the parrot is saying, fuck off, but I'm more annoyed by the fact that it's, quote-unquote, hilarious... We discussed this last time. Quote-unquote, <laughs> hilarious. Oh. <laughs> but actually, Always blo- every bloody article that's written, it's hilarious, it's wonderful. I'm going to... Quote the parody, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> and ironically, he wasn't shouting fuck off at this point. He was shouting, let me fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> For emphasis, he adds, let us out in his uh, Teesside twang. I, I wouldn't even know what a Teesside accent is, but it's not mine. So, uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't even know how to do that one. Ah, okay. When the rain asks him if he's going to be a good boy, he <laughs> abruptly replies, no. <laughs> I kind of like this parrot, actually. <laughs> Sounds like it's got a massive chip on its shoulder somehow. I mean, yeah. I wonder, are you sure that it isn't that a mother hasn't taught it these foul I think it things? is. I think it probably I mean, is. Um, I remember from parrots, the barbers I used to go to, they for a while had a parrot and it used to mimic the, the ringing telephone perfectly, <laughs> which was creepy. And, but it would mimic Andy, one of the barbers, answering, saying hello. <laughs> but you would find that sometimes what they would sometimes go to pick what they thought was a ringing telephone up, but it's the bird <laughs> replicating the ring. And then, well, my dad was a student living in Germany. He shared a house with um, the, the the lady who owned the house where he like boarded. They had a parrot. All he used to say is scratch my head. So it, people would scratch its head, but it didn't like women, so it turned its back on them. <laughs> So like scratch my ass then to them. <laughs> it said nothing to them, but it just wouldn't. It just turned its back. It liked the the the, the landlady. It was nice with her, but any other woman, it just turned it turned around on its perch and wouldn't look at them. <laughs> well, there's not much else really to this story. So it's not a metro article, is it? Yeah, I mean there is there is a little bit more written. I'm just choosing not to read it this week, but. Okay. Uh, Yes. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. But Scooby does have sweeter things to say to his owner. He tells her, I love you. And often, Aww. give us a kiss. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. If I ever get bludgeoned in the street, not by you, but by somebody who's a reporter, it's probably somebody from the Metro just putting that out there now. <laughs> and if I do... I will also have the same problem. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll Never be on the... a job working for the Metro, am I? No, well, who would want to? But um, oh, I'm. I possibly could because I could just write really short 
articles that grind to a halt with no real purpose or point to them. So I have got a chance. You have. You have got a chance, definitely. And you just need to not know punctuation and spelling. So I would be all right there as well. I'm in. Yeah, me too. I think we're both in. I think we need to start working for them. We'll just write very short articles that you never really feel that there's actually a proper end to them. Yeah. We could, and the problem we could. is it doesn't, but the problem, other problem, generally, it doesn't exactly leave you wanting more. It just leaves you annoyed. Yeah, but our stories would want them, uh, would leave them wanting more, wouldn't they? That's true. Yeah. So they, they wouldn't employ us, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll head off to the mirror then. <laughs> yeah. Or the sun, actually. Let's go to the sun. <laughs> oh, Jesus, the sun. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh. Um, Best fish and chip wrapper ever. <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah. I've heard it makes very good toilet paper. Oh God, no! You might get their print stuck on your bum. <laughs> it'd be a, it'd be, could be worth it. But anyway, I'm probably like you know, could a huge sway through some of our listener base. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got another story. Ironically, okay. this one is by the Mirror, and um, actually makes me think about um, your friend Lyndon as well, because he would probably play this kind of prank on somebody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, man told to move out new home after finding ragdoll in a wall with a terrifying <laughs> note. <laughs> yeah, I've seen. This. Have you, <laughs> Lyndon? Did you ever live at this house? Be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we haven't got an exact address, but it does say Liverpool Echo, so it must be Liverpool area. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, Walton on the Hill, Surrey. Oh, so oh, why okay. is it why is it given to the Liverpool Echo then? Ah. God knows. Lyndon, have you ever lived in Surrey? <laughs> or Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, have you ever lived in any of those areas? Or anywhere what in you, between. <laughs> yeah, what have you been up to? Do you move around houses just to antagonise me? <laughs> a primary school teacher was shocked to discover a ragdoll holding a spine-chilling note behind a wall inside his new house. Jonathan Lewis, 32, has been urged by pals to move out of the property after only moving in a few days ago. He had picked up the keys to his new house in Walton-on-the-Hill, Surrey, wherever that is. I know where Surrey is, but not it's that in bit. Surrey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surrey. I'm ever so sorry. <laughs> on Friday, before embarking on a DIY project to create some more space. After taking a hammer to the wall under the stairs, he found a ragdoll dressed in a, a pinstripe dress and bonnet, clutching a terrifying note. He told the Liverpool Echo, again, not sure why, <laughs> when he was they in Surrey. The only, they, they may have been the only people who were willing to write his story up. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I've just brought this house and I got the keys on Friday. I kind of knew that there was this void underneath the stairs that had been plasterboarded up. Uh, just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Are we sure this isn't Lyndon? <laughs> yeah, it might be. It might well be. <laughs> there was a wire coming out from the previous owners. Um, had a fridge, but did not know where the wire was plugged in. So I knocked through to get a, a bit of the plasterboard out to see what was in there. Mm -hmm. I knocked through the hole about the size of a fist, uh, shone a light in there, and there was a doll just sitting there. <laughs> Halloween. <woo -hoo> <laughs> After pulling the plasterboard, Jonathan realised that the doll was holding a note, which has left his friends seriously freaked out. Okay. What did it say? Are you ready? It's ready as I'll ever be. The tension I'm... is snapping my shoelaces. <laughs> it said, Dear reader, stroke new homeowner, thank you for freeing me. My name is Emily. My original owners lived in this house in 1961. I didn't like them, so they had to go. All they did was sing and be merry. It was sickening. <laughs> I, I, I'm on the doll side now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, stabbing was my first choice of death for them. 
So I hope you have knives. <laughs> hope you sleep well. <laughs> um, well, it's not exactly like the weird like picture my uncle found in his house. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, if it does follow on to say, following the discovery, Jonathan's friends have urged him to sell up as soon as possible because they're all pussholes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that isn't added. <laughs> no, you know, I agree, they are all a bunch of pussholes. <laughs> let's be honest, if my uncle and aunt, auntie can stick it out with that crazy crap going on, I'm sure a dolly is going to work. <laughs> Although, have you seen Annabelle? No, but I'm pretty sure that this sort of dolly isn't like an Annabelle-style dolly, is it? So, well, it's a rag doll, so you know. Yeah. And I mean, Chucky, you know, Chucky was a killer. That's true. Yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, play. I mean, I, I think the owner's probably got more guts than these friends have. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. He said, "Some of my friends have told me to put the house back on the market and move out." I just think it's a laugh. Despite uh, despite the anonymous 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 joke, Jonathan has taken it in his strides. Well, he's taken it in his strides. Oh, and, his pants. and said, sorry, with the mirror, you have to scroll down about a foot to actually find the next bit. <laughs> keep, that's for the metro need to do, to keep you wanting to read. I know. Put about 20 million, um, you know, pictures in a monks that's got nothing to do with it. I'll be, he said, I'll be honest. I found the whole thing hilarious. I'd probably do this exact same thing. The letter says 1961, but the estate agent said when she was showing me around that the kitchen had only been done four or five years ago. I think it must have been put there then because the paper didn't look very old and looks relatively recent. So, yeah. Uh, What did you say the owner was called? Jonathan. Jonathan, yeah. Jonathan, I, I advise you get in contact with my friend Lyndon. (laughs) <laughs> I think Lyndon's be been, yeah i think lyndon's been like outsourced to work for other people to, to, to pull pranks on <laughs> <laughs> and there was another story that i have as well which is the this is the one that i think might creep you out james okay and it's quite risque so i didn't want to look it up on my work uh computer And it's also a story that I've heard on various different podcasts as well, but I don't think you would have heard this story. So some of the salty... I'm I'm already. You you might be, but I'm still talking, so shush. Ah. (laughs) No, um, I was just going to say that some of the salty tadpoles may have heard these stories before. Oh, this story, sorry. But, you know, I still want to hear your reaction to it. So... Okay. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Right. So the headline reads... Man ejaculated out of anus and urinated feces for two years before seeking help. I have heard about this. Yeah. Have you? Have you read I'm it? I'm not laughing. I'm, no, oh, I'm not, oh, I am laughing, actually. But yeah, it was not nice at all. It was, hmm, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> A man ejaculated out of his anus and urinated feces after developing a rare condition that affects around five in one million people so you you might be lucky james you might be one of these people um (laughs) see i was going to say this poor poor man but you just you just went there didn't you (laughs) i did yeah (laughs) the 30 uh, the 33 year old from texas ignored the symptoms for two years before deciding to seek medical help which i know i know that you have to pay for medical and stuff in America. I never understand why they leave it so long. I, I, I mean, I kind of, you are right. I mean, you'd think, I mean, two years is an awful long time to have a problem like that. And yeah. you, you would act on it pretty quickly, you would hope. But I also kind of get it because there's the sheer embarrassment factor, I suspect, of it. Yeah, I suppose. But I suppose I'm Something's not. clearly really, really wrong with you, though. That's the thing that would make you think, I've got to do something about this. Yeah, I think even with the embarrassment side of things, I still, if this was a situation I was in, yeah. I'd still go for it, you know, for medical yeah. help. Something's very wrong, isn't it? So. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, 
Yeah, so he told he told doctors he'd passed a sub a substantial amount of semen and urine from his anus over the last two years. He also complained about oh they're using a fancy word so shit coming out of his um coming out when he urines. He urines when he wheezes. <laughs> the urines. <laughs> Doctors discovered... Is it, is it feces by any chance? It isn't. No. Oh, right. I would be able to... And there's there's another one that says fecal as well. Fecal this, matter. Yeah. yeah, but this this word that I will spell out to you that I didn't want to even bother with was F-E-C-A-L-U-R-I-A. Fecal... What? Fecal what? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Fecal rhea or something? Fecal rhea maybe? It might be. F-E-C-A-L-U-R-I-A. Fecal rhea, I would assume. Yeah, it could be. Well, anyway, shit. <laughs> yes, for want of a better word. <laughs> yeah. The, if I, it brings a whole new meaning to this shit got real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop pissing and shitting and everything. <laughs> mm. um, doctors discovered he had an abnormal connection between his prostate and the rectum that was causing his semen to come out of the unexpected orifice his condition was so unusual uh, so unusual they wrote their findings on a paper called a curious case of rectal rectal ejaculation i'm sure mm. he, i'm sure he put his name to this <laughs> which was published in a journal Again, can't be asked to read what the journal was because is anybody that listens to this podcast actually going to look it up? If you do, I might. Yeah, well, fair <laughs> I enough. I might after this, actually. <laughs> I'm well, intrigued, actually, on what's caused this. You've got quite well, an intrigue. <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> the medic said that the man's condition, erectile prostate fistula. An erectile prostate fistula. Okay, fistula. Yeah. Fistula, yeah. Yeah. Um, is is caused by surgery or inflammation conditions such as Crohn's disease. Ah, okay. It is yeah. a very rare condition that affects around five in one million. Oh, five in one yeah. million per year. Uh, the equivalent of 300 Brits. So doctors say that common symptoms include blood and feces in the urine, as well as a urine, urinary tract infection, so UTIs. Um, but the team from the University of Texas noticed that passing sperm through the bottom is rare. Oh, sperm. Salty, Salty tadpoles. tadpoles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great man's thought alike then. <laughs> Salty tadpoles in the bum bum. Salty tadpoles in the bum. <laughs> Did you like that, James? I am glad to see you perked up a bit discussing this one. <laughs> this poor, poor, unfortunate man. Ah, oh, whatever. He's fine now. Um, <laughs> You've ruined the ending for me. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't because I don't know for definite. <laughs> but I'm sure, he, you know, I'm sure he's not dead because otherwise I wouldn't be writing a story about him. So the man who was also suffering from a swollen left testicle and a UTI said he had not undergone, en uh, undergone any surgery or suffered rectal trauma. Mm -hmm. They pinned the problem on him having a catheter inserted two years earlier while he spent three weeks uh, three weeks in a coma after taking cocaine. I've said it before, I'll say it again, don't take coke. Yep, exactly. A catheter is a flexible tube used to empty the bladder and collects mm -hmm. urine. And doctors believe his was inserted incorrectly this causes the <laughs> no balloon no shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, i mean now you know no shit you know yeah. <laughs> pun <laughs> this caused the balloon part to blow up too early leaving the patient with a tunnel linking to his prostate and rectum yeah the man was given medical uh, medicine to treat his swollen testicle and surgical Fistula repair was performed. So, blah, 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 blah. Is he cured is what we really want to know. 
I would really, really hope so. I feel incredibly sorry for him. Yeah. Uh, I also suspect that there's probably a really good chance for like medical malpractice uh, suit yes. at this point. But yeah, God, that's scary though. They're having a cat to put in to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's not very scary. It's not really a fun experience, as well, I've never had one, but you know, I can only imagine it's not a very nice experience to actually have one in the first place. But, I, I uh, think I yeah. have when I've been in for surgery, but generally when they remove it, I've been so out of it that, in fact, yes, I've had a catheter because I was about to say I was so out of it, I don't remember, but I do remember the nurse removing my catheter. So, yeah. <laughs> was this a bit it's of a some- squeal? It's not something you normally forget. (laughs) (laughs) I've just had the flashback twice where I've had it done following surgery. That'll wake you up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, James, you always seem to know how to end the episode quite well. So on that note, I think that we've been talking enough Codswallop this week. I have been Gemma. I have as ever been James. (laughs) And goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye from him. <laughs> oh, dear. So there we go. Ended with a story of you having a catheter whipped out. <laughs> no, yeah, no, he... con- no, um, no real reason of, you know, like, <laughs> we didn't get into the story of it. But, you know. No. <laughs> we, we won't need to do either. But, God, that must be terrifying. What yeah. that bloat had. I mean, truly, but I do, I also, I know like, as you are right, you, there's an element of you that would be like, oh my God, I've got to get this address. But maybe it is part, I guess, the cost, but also, can you imagine going to having to go to the doctor with that? But I do, I mean, they sound like a really bad pun, but it'd scare the shit out of you. Mm. But it would, it'd be terrifying. Yeah. God, struth. But I don't understand how it's messed up his... I am going to actually look into this because I'm intrigued if I can find more on it because I'm intrigued how it's messed up his prostate and I guess around the... Yeah, I'll have a look. I am actually intrigued on that, Gemma. Yeah, and I think also what I might do is save the audio again now because I've actually got a reaction from you that I actually wanted. So... (laughs) 